0: Welcome to Dream Deep. Stories from Inside with Molly. And Nikki. Together we share stories, interviews, and ideas about what it means to dream deep and live fully. I'm Molly, a mama to three, a wife and owner of a small business in Virginia, Molly Suzanne, a photography company recently expanding to do custom coloring books and acrylic paintings. I'm Nikki Weaver, an artist, a healer, mover, maker, mama to two,
1: wife to one, and currently building work with incarcerated women and women on the outside through a nonprofit called On the Inside, living in Portland, Oregon. Bum, bum,
0: bum. Hi, we're back. <laughs> We're
1: back. The summer so special.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We both have our
1: kids unattended in the house.
0: We do. We, do. we trust, and they'll be okay.
1: That's right. That's right. And uh, yeah, it, it's been a while since we we've been uh, podcasting. What's been going going on, Molly?
0: Long time no talk. I, I mean, we've talked, I guess, but not in this setting. So I'm excited for today. Um, yeah, you know, a lot. <laughs> a lot's going on right now but um I'm on the other side of some messy stuff in my life definitely revolving around relationships which is what we're going to talk about today and um it'll be interesting because um I'm sure I can intertwine a little bit of what's going on in my life and then also just um super excited because this is a topic that I <clears throat> like to talk about so
1: uh, me, too. me too yeah, yeah. So, somebody once said or recently said to me, they said, Oh, Nikki, like that's Nikki's lifeline relationships. That's the whole reason that like Nikki is alive. And, and I was reading this sort of text. This for a reference, right? For this job. And um, yeah. I sort of thought, I like that. It, I think that is true. Like I hold relationships very closely because they are what, what make me want to get out of bed and what, um, what I think about in terms of working on those that I want to work on (laughs) there's plenty there's plenty of relationships that I'm like you know what this this, and we and I know we'll talk more about this but this idea to choose and be chosen in relationships and how we navigate that when when there's reciprocity in relationship and when there's not and when to give energy and when to like actually protect our energy and step back a little bit and uh, you know that that's hard for me to learn over and over again but it's um It's something that I talk about, you know, with you, with people that I'm close to. And then it's also things, something that I don't talk about because there are many people in my life and we've had this discussion over the years, Molly, of, of wishing that somebody would choose me and they don't and how painful and hurtful that is, whether it's a family member or whether it's, um, somebody that I wish was a closer friend Mm -hmm. and how, and how to like navigate that and be like, how much time, energy, money, phone calls, text messages, whatever it is, do I put into this? Yeah. Or I actually just, and I don't, I don't even think the words give up, but how much do I actually then just acknowledge that I want something here more than the other person does? And then can I be willing to like, let it go step back?
0: Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. And, you know, I'm dealing with, um, you know, you're, you learn so much in relationships. And I think that's what I love about relationships is, you know, even when it's yeah. painful, you learn, um, how to navigate life with or without certain people in your life. And like, right now, this is so funny, but I'm realizing how much of a crazy extrovert I am because <laughs> I, cause I, um, for those of you that don't know, Brad and I, my husband and I are separated and going through a divorce and, um. So we're not together in the same house. And then my kids, I have half the time. So the time that I don't have anybody here, I literally mope around like a little kid. I'm like, who wants to hang out? <laughs> <laughs> what, what are your
1: coping strategies, Molly? Yeah, I mean, that's in, in this transition.
0: Yeah, so I'm learning that it's okay to be alone. And I'm learning that it's healthy to be alone and to be, to set with that uncomfortable feeling. Um, but then I would say one thing that I do is when I really miss someone or that presence, I will either write a letter or send a simple text or, um, or just be with myself and, and kind of cultivate that relationship with myself too. And just kind of check in and be like, what is it that I need today? Or what is it that um, what relationships can I nurture or whatever it might be but like I was telling my brother Seth because we were at a wedding for my nephew I was just telling him that like I almost want to call my neighbors up and be like can you just like whatever you're doing can you just come over to my house and do it <laughs> like just to have a presence here <laughs> like I have a lot of dishes in the sink to dishes. I don't even expect you just sit on the couch and just like hang out you know yeah. It's just because I love I love being with people. It's just one of my love languages and um, like I said, I'm definitely an extrovert. So it's been a big transition for me but um, how are you with that, Nikki? Are you an extrovert introvert a little bit of both or I, I would say
1: I'm an introvert that sometimes chooses to be an extrovert. Okay. Um, you know and, and I definitely like in the theater world, public speaking world facilitation world I have to like swing open my heart door yeah to be the extrovert for however long I'm on stage or facilitating or leaving a retreat for a week and then usually I need to like close the door for a few days and sort of just turn inwards um, to like build my energy back up but you know I think it's a really interesting thing to think about what is the relationship we have with ourselves. Because a lot of us are really great at um, self-talk mm-hmm. for other people. Wow, Molly has it all. Molly's gorgeous. Molly's doing the thing. Molly has the tattoo. And it's much harder, you know, for me included, to be like, no, Nikki, you, you're doing things. You're, you're, you've, got, you've got things going on. And, you know, and, and part of that is like, is it competition? Is it comparison? So, so the self-talk or the relationship we have with ourselves is, you know, listening to Oprah's super soul Sunday podcast this morning while I was running, Yeah, I, she really talks about that of like, if we're not doing the inner work, the daily work of tending to ourselves and there's no way we can find happiness or purpose or fulfillment in the rest of our lives. And yeah. we certainly can't expect to find it in another person or in a career. Yeah. You know, and and how we come to that, like, yeah, our self work is really different person to person. Um, you know, and I, I think, I guess I think about in this conversation, Molly of like, what's my toolbox. And, and I know my toolbox for being with myself is I need my morning alone time. And that Mm -hmm. looks usually like running, listening to podcasts, books. I started Viola Davis's book this morning, um, her memoir, I've been waiting for my Audible credit to arrive. So, <laughs> nice. and, and I think you should listen to it. Um, okay. Listening to it, she reads it to you. And so I yeah. find it super powerful because she's just a phenomenal artist in her own right. Okay. Um, yeah. F- find it and start mm-hmm. listening to it. And tons of great swearing and um, yeah. language around spirituality and, and, and God. And uh, it's called Finding Me. Okay. Finding me anyway, um, so that's one of the ways like I serve myself first thing in the morning, kind of like I serve myself a cup of coffee. If I don't tend to myself first, yeah, then I'm usually or often can be a pretty grumpy person to be around. And, and you know, that took me years into adulthood to actually think like, oh, I can run or yoga or meditate for me first before I get up and yeah. do something for anyone else in my household, a pet my partner, yeah. my kids, yeah. and, and you know, my partner Brian now knows me enough that if I sort of don't move early in the morning, he sort of pushes me out of the bed,
0: you know, cause he, cause
1: knows. he knows you. He knows, yeah, you know, and I'm thankful for that. Um, cause then, then usually I feel a little bit happier to like choose to be the parent in charge today or choose to go to work and facilitate that prison class. Yeah. Um, but, it, but it's work, you know, it is work. It, it, it isn't something that I wake up and I like pop out of bed and think, I can't wait to run in the rain, <laughs> you yeah. know, um, sure. not always. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No,
0: that's. I mean, I think loving yourself first is one of the most important things. And I think that it's missed a lot of times mm-hmm. when you think relationships, you think, oh, my parents, my family, You know, my close friends, my people, those those are the sort of, that was where my mind went when I was thinking of um, relationships, but then that relationship with yourself, if that relationship, relationship suffers, I think a lot of times then your other relationships also suffer. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like I'm kind of dealing with right now with like lack of sleep and just knowing that like I'm not at my best. And I think that that is giving me anxiety and hindering some of my relationships because I want to be the best version of myself, but then also allowing grace too, because knowing that it's okay to need a minute, it's okay to be alone. It's okay to struggle and to be like, but it's really hard for me personally to ask for help. So I feel like I want to do it all myself. Um, But you know, I do, I'm really excited about talking you know, about relationships on the relationships we chose or that we choose in our life and then the relationships that we were born into. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, at, I'm curious, Nikki, just with how those look different in your life. And if you wanna, you know, are there similarities? Are there differences? You know, I'm just curious um, your viewpoint on
1: that. I, for me, I've always experienced them as so different. Okay. Um, And then I've had other people say to me, no, like your family are your friends. Um, Your your family can be the people closest to you. And I've I've never really felt that as my personal experience. I've always felt that my family are pretty distant from me and that some of my family members, and I mean like inner circle and then extended circle. Some of my family members, I experience as really choosing me. They call me. They email me. They send a text message. They ask me about things I write about in my newsletters. They ask me about things they see on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, they
0: send me They're one of the first ones that reach out. Yeah. Right.
1: Okay. Yeah. They, they send me questions.
0: Yeah.
1: And then I would say there's family members uh, that I know receive my newsletters watch, watch things that I post on social media. Maybe they like it, maybe they give a heart, you know, social media is such a weird vortex, mm-hmm. but, but they never comment or they never send me a personal email, text message, voicemail. Yeah. And so that's, a, that's an odd thing, right? To be like, I'm related to this sure. person. I see that they're watching everything I'm doing or posting, but mm-hmm. they choose to not interact with me personally yeah and I I think about that a lot of like huh do they judge me well I think there's judgment I think there's maybe ego um I think there's maybe I don't know how to be in relationship to this person
0: Mm -hmm. um and Can't can't relate maybe
1: can't relate um you know, I don't, I don't want to believe hate's involved, but maybe, yeah. is, or is it uh, jealousy, intimidation? Uh, I, I, I don't know, you know, so, but what I find really the, the, the opposite of that is the people that reach out, you know, I wrote this newsletter, as you know, Molly, because we talked about it, about abortion. Yeah. Um, that went out earlier this month. Uh, my personal story of abortion and, and why I believe choice is an important part of life, especially for women, um, mm-hmm. and why it shouldn't be taken away. And sure. and you know, in this next month's newsletter, I'll share anonymously some of the responses I got because the responses from women and men mm-hmm. that came to me were were very moving, poignant. Mm stories of relating and also stories and moments of not being able to relate, but being glad that I had a choice. Uh, and, and some of the comments I, I found um, were, were stories like mine that had never been shared publicly ever. Wow. Um, you, you know, so, so that in terms of choosing relationship, the people that wrote back to me from that newsletter are people that I was surprised to hear from Mm -hmm. Uh, also equally surprised to not hear from certain people yeah sure
0: (laughs) sure. uh you know I I can understand that just to interject really quick because I think in our culture I won't say any names (laughs) but (laughs) in the Mennonite in the Mennonite world it is definitely which is something I was going to chat with you about but just um that was something I was born into is that you don't really talk about it Mm -hmm. um and things just get kind of brushed under the rug if they're a hard topic. Mm-hmm. And that was where I learned, I'll be honest, I learned to lie. Because to me, it was easier to lie and to not get that. Um, it was like you weren't, there wasn't even a conversation, but it was like this horrible tension that it created. Wow. And then there was a silence even. Mm. And um, I, I didn't want that because I, my relationships were so close to my heart. And when you have a family that that's all you have, um, you feel like you want to feel safe. You don't want confrontation. At least I didn't. Um, and, but it, it you know, I wrote down that um, it felt artificial and That was something that was really hard, I think, growing up. And then, but now I would say in my 30s, I've really been able to be honest and be authentic. And it's been so freeing. It's amazing. Um, So when you wrote about the abortion story, I was just like, wow, that's so brave. So brave, not only to, not just even to talk to like, say a friend about it. To me, to be able to publicly, share your story was because I know that there's so many women out there and men that have dealt with abortion that just don't talk about it because it's extremely painful or it's extremely raw. um, And it's just kind of buried. And that is really can be hard on your soul Mm -hmm. to bury something that that that's that significant in your life. Mm -hmm.
1: So so true, Molly. I mean, I just want to respond to all of those things. I I mean, number one, the abortion thing, I knew it would be a fire starter. I mean, it's a sensitive subject to talk about with anybody, mm-hmm. um, yep. but especially to put a story out there publicly and be like, I'm gonna burn with this one. And people are either gonna jump in and say, ah, I had no idea. And mm-hmm. and, and I actually wanna add for anybody listening um, or, or that knows Molly or I, one of the things in that piece was me just really acknowledging publicly This moment of sexual abuse as a child that my dad had chosen to not believe me. And I wrote about that in this newsletter saying, Hi, Dad, you're probably reading this. And I shared this with you personally, Molly, but within a couple hours, my dad wrote back, you know, just saying, Wow. And then a couple hours later, he wrote a very long email, and I won't share the details of it, but I will say that he apologized, you know, and even just like sharing this right now, I, I find myself very um, moved, emotional because, you know, and, and I, I don't know if my dad listens to this or not, but but my dad has never apologized to me in my life for things that have happened, it, you know? And so it was a huge, and it still is, it's a part of my healing journey, yeah. in sharing something. And, and and I believe the apology is really sincere and real. Um, and in that, you know, part of what I wanna say in choosing your relationships is that when you choose to say or speak the truth publicly, personally, one-on-one, a phone call, a text message, if the other person chooses you, that, then they will be in direct relationship to your authenticity. And, and isn't that what we all want, to be in authentic relationship with people in our lives? Yes. I mean, I, I certainly do. And and to go back to what you spoke to, Molly, of like learning to lie and at some point recognizing, I think you used the word, that it felt artificial. Like when you start to feel like you're in a relationship that feels artificial, whether it's an intimate relationship or, or a family or a longtime friend or even with a child, like yeah. how do you begin to navigate that. And this is a question for both of us. How do you change it, let it go, speak to it, shift it? Mm -hmm. Um, You you know, and I'm curious to hear your response to that before I sort of share, I think my own understanding of.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that, that one of the most powerful things is just to be completely honest. Yeah. And for me, like, There is a Bible verse that I always loved. It says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Uh And um, that is something that's always sort of stuck with me because it didn't feel like in my Christian faith that that Bible verse was held up Mm -hmm. in the community. And because there were things that were so painful that the truth was not told. And it was extremely like I said, artificial. And it was also, there was so much pain involved in not being honest. And also just, it's like, I couldn't be my true self because I had to sort of be this facade of this person that I thought everybody wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, is it a wonderful, like, for example, I'll just be real honest with you here. It, and with all of you, when I've just recently gone through, I won't share intimate details, but with my separation and divorce, um, I shared details with my children that some people would have said, Oh, don't share those things. You know, that's just too, too much for them. But my kids are 13, 12, and nine, and they received that in the most wonderful way. And they almost treated me differently because they appreciated the honesty. And then things made sense and they clicked to them on why my relationship with this person didn't work. And in, and I think that in any relationship, authenticity and loyalty comes with being completely truthful and honest and off and authentic and just you know even if it's painful, it's so freeing and it's you can learn so much in those situations. Being um, completely upfront with someone, and I actually maybe I'm sometimes too honest. <laughs> Because it's so refreshing, I just, I catch myself just being completely up front with people, but then they receive it and they're like, oh, wow, me too. Or they, you know, you're, you can relate. Well, and, and I think
1: what you speak to, Molly, is, is it makes me think about that's how we learn to choose people in our life. Yeah,
0: true. You,
1: you know, um, yeah. I, I, lo- I love what you say about authenticity and loyalty and honesty leads us deeper into our truth and Mm -hmm. you know I think I grew up sort of hiding or being afraid to say the truthful things even though I felt things I didn't say them out loud because people would leave or I would push them away and even now I I mean and I'm sure you're aware of it too I definitely recognize when I speak truth (laughs) and and people step back or I don't hear sure. from them for sure. a long time sure. yep. <laughs> or, or, or ever again, you know, and then I think, then I totally go into that self-deprecating judgment of like, oh, I said too much.
0: Oh, I, should,
1: I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. And then ultimately I get to decide of like, do I want to say more to, to yeah. the next person I interact with or less? Yeah. And I think that's um, the constant balance of life of navigating how, when, and who we share our truest, most authentic selves with. Yeah. Because not everybody deserves it.
0: Um, yeah. And and really
1: that's part of for me learning to protect my energy. Um and 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 who I choose relationship with.
0: Um, yeah. You know? Yeah. True. It's true. And you know, I, I almost think that when you are your authentic self and you are truthful and and even if it's something that's a little bit painful. I think that those people that stick around are the people you want to surround yourself with. I mean, that's what I've found in my own life. My own relationships is the people that I have in my circle right now are the people that I've actually lied to. Mm -hmm. I've been dishonest with, I've hurt them, but they are still there. And it's been the same way back to me. And I've had grace and forgiveness knowing that we are all human beings. And, um, you know, speaking about your dad, this brings up a, just a recent situation with my mom where there's times I catch myself not being authentic with her. And then I'm like, just be authentic. <laughs> and she receives it so well, just like your dad did. And um, it's scary, but like, and this is a simple situation, but like my, it was something to do with uh, my other tattoo. I'm getting ready to get <laughs> and my mom's a nurse. So she's like, are you sure? you should have like two at the same time healing. Cause your, your skin is an organ, you know, and it's really sweet. She cares and she's loving. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to still do it. You know, I think I'm going for it because I'm an artist and I don't like when people cancel on me last minute, I'm, you know, this is my livelihood. This is how I make my money and how I feed my kids. And so, but she's like, okay, all right. You know? And she's like, I can tell. Cause she was like, are you still going to go Friday? And I said, I don't know. We'll see. And she was like, okay, I can tell you're going to, that means you're going to (laughs) go. That's your sign that you're still going. And she had, she was laughing and it was like a moment that we had that she like caught me almost not being authentic, you know? Cause I wasn't just like, I'm going, you know, Yeah. but she knows me enough to be like, this is Molly's way of being like as authentic as she possibly can with her mom without being hurtful.
1: (laughs) Uh uh-huh I love it Uh,
0: so anyways that was just like a small situation where I still I'm human and I'm still I struggle with it probably in a lot of relationships because I am a pleaser for sure Mm -hmm. I want to keep everything everybody happy Mm -hmm. and um but the times that are painful that I am honest it's it's always a good thing yeah I, I think it's always a good thing
1: I, I I do too, you know, and I, I mean, I think, you know, and I recognize we're navigating kids, so maybe this is part one of, you know, yeah. a, a series of conversations yeah. we'll yeah, come, sure. come back to having. Well, yeah. But you know, uh, one of the g- great questions to reflect on for, for me and, and for anyone listening maybe is, what's the most honest thing I could say right now? Mm. You know, and I think that could be something that you answer internally first. and then decide am i going to say that out loud to this person you know it might be i love you or it might be i can't be in this relationship anymore or i actually don't want to go to that restaurant for dinner like it could be very small but it could also be a really profound answer that you're navigating um that, that and another question another one of my dear friends asks herself before she makes any decision and it makes me think of Marie Kondo a little bit you know, with her. Uh, her question to herself is, will this bring me joy? Mm. And she doesn't put anything on our calendar that doesn't answer true to that. And, wow. and joy looks different to all of us. Another friend of mine, her question is, what will bring me pleasure today? Mm. And it could be that a simple thing is like looking up at the sky or, you know, drinking that glass of wine or, or taking yeah. a bath. It could, it's so different for everybody, but I think those questions, the three of them, what will bring me pleasure? Will this bring me joy? And what is the most truthful thing I could say right now mm. are really great ways to bring us back to our authentic, most honest selves. And, and for me, help me understand how is it I'm choosing relationship with yeah. myself, with other people. You know, and we're both artists, Molly. And for me, I'm a real visual person too. Is a great exercise. Is also just drawing circles, right? And yeah. and in the in the circle, who's in my inner circle, and who's in the second, slightly outer circle, mm. and, and and what am I missing when I look at those names or faces or colors? However you you know put that together for yourself. Yeah. Oh, I'm I, oh I'm missing a, a friend that I can you know jump on a plane with. Oh, I, I'm I'm missing more male friends i only have female friends Mm -hmm. whatever it is um those are some ways that you might moving forward out of this conversation until we come back for part two
0: or we could probably have part like 10 of this
1: yeah let's have part two three four five six seven eight nine (laughs) ten and if you're listening send 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 us some responses email us text us you know us find our websites um and, and we'll, we'll do some questions and maybe reflecting in our own lives with, with friends, family members, maybe with strangers about what, what makes a relationship. Yeah. Maybe, maybe interesting to think about what makes a healthy relationship and what makes a relationship one in which you should leave or walk away from.
0: Yeah.
1: Because I know we've both done some of that too.
0: Uh-huh, we all have. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love to, to ponder that even myself. And, and when we come back, you know, hopefully we can get some responses that, that will help spark our part two. Yes. Let's do it. Let's oh. do it. Yeah. Sounds great. Well, Thanks I love you guys. I love you, Nikki. I love you guys for listening and we can't wait for the the part two on relationships.
1: Yeah. Going once, going twice. <laughs> See you next time.
0: <laughs> yep. Bye guys.